Hello, and welcome to the Read to Know podcast, where the goal is to actually remember what you read so then you can better apply it to your life. On this podcast, we go through a book one chapter at a time, and then we actually practice remembering what we've read. So if you want to follow along, we're currently working our way through Bob Goff's book, Dream Big. I'm Zach Brown, and my friend Chris Yarber is joining me to help discuss and break down this book. Also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, it would be huge if you left a rating and review for us. It would help out a ton. If you're not on Apple Podcasts, no worries. Just send this to a friend who might be interested. Anyway, thanks again for listening, and enjoy the conversation. Chris, we've talked about this on the podcast before, I think once, and I don't know if anyone listening is even interested or cares at all, but we're both interested in this. We actually talked about this a little bit this morning, but turns out that maybe the best conference in college football might not be playing this year. And when I say the best conference, I mean Big Ten. Well, I was just about to correct you on that and saying, actually, the ACC as of right now is is playing but you're right the big 10 and the pac 12 i think that's the only two are not playing until the spring which makes you wonder what the heck is you know like right. the bowl games and the right. championships supposed to look like because you can't have you know college football with a without a championship right what is this season even going to look like without you know some of the greatest college football teams ever to grace the field i know I'm talking about the ohio state buckeyes right. of course my favorite team Ohio State. Um, yeah, I'm, here's the thing. I almost was okay if 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 there was no college football at all, because mm-hmm. then I'd just be like, yeah, that's a bummer, but hey, I get my Saturdays back this fall, <laughs> right? You right. know what I mean? There's that. And then and then I, it's like almost worse, though, that, that Ohio State's not playing and everyone else is. <laughs> right. Like, well, that's worse. Like, you might at that point, like, I'm just like, might as well just cancel all of college football. Like, what's the point? Like, because right. yeah. I'm going to see all these games. I'm going to be like, oh, ne- my team's not playing. There's everyone else. My team's not there. Right. You feel like because your team's not playing, you can't talk about college football around other people. And and right. I think I think I saw, what was it? Well, it's this- the feeling. it's the feeling of, you know, the worst week of the season is your bye week because you don't get to, you're like, you're like, all right, football week. And then like, oh, they're on a bye this week. That's what it's going to be like every yeah. single week. Right. And I, I honestly, um, I honestly think I saw, and I can't, uh, I could be wrong on this date, but I think this is the first time Ohio State hasn't played in the fall since like 1889 or something like that. Yeah. It's been yeah. a long time. And uh, through a couple world wars. No, yeah. So, uh, someone sent me that like actually. That. Let me pull it up. Okay. Because this is interesting. Okay, 2020 will be the first calendar year without an Ohio State football game since 1889. 1889, yeah. yeah. Buckeyes played through the flu pandemic of 1918 <laughs> and two world wars, but they won't play this fall. Right. They played through the flu in 1918, and mm-hmm. that was uh, that was pretty uh, that was pretty intense. Yeah, but not this fall. So I don't know. Hopefully, they, I, I'm 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 holding out that they change. Their mind before the season. I don't know when the season is supposed to start, but it's pretty soon, I think. Yeah, it, well, it's supposed to be. It's a, well, it's supposed to be. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say now, but just about pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that changes around before it's too late. But we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Could not, could not happen. But yeah. I'm, 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 I'm holding out. Right. So at least, hey, Florida State's playing. So you'll, you still got, you still got that to, to uh. 
as look of, forward to. Yeah, as of as of, as right, of right now, now, as of right now, yeah, they're still they're still playing. Which this year was going to be interesting because it's the first year with a new head coach. So we were looking forward to seeing how that that was going to play out. It's a rebuilding year. Yeah, it's a rebuilding year. It's been a rebuilding couple of years, but we're building. Hopefully, right. you'll get there. You'll get, get there. there. You get there. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyway, enough college football talk. Right. You know, but if you want to get in, if anyone listening wants to get in on the college football talk, like we said, yeah. We Tell don't us mind, your favorite team. Yeah, we don't mind hearing from you guys at Read to Know Pod, all social platforms, or Read to Know Pod at gmail.com. Any of those will work. Anyway, getting into this chapter, give it a quarter twist. We discover and build our ambitions in installments. And so, really, this is kind of again, we're in this we're in part four here, mm-hmm. clearing the path. This chapter, again, is one of those, like, he has a lot of kind of one-two chapters that are very closely related in uh, the thought that he's trying to, that he's talking about here. So mm-hmm. they're very closely related. This is closely related to the previous chapter, which is talking about limiting beliefs. Right. And so now we're talking about launching beliefs mm-hmm. and how, you know, it's kind of the opposite of limiting beliefs is that someone can, you know, this can this can be something that someone has kind of spoken into you, but you can also do this for other people. And that's why he brings it up. You know, he says people like his grandparents growing up, you know, really, um, you know, thought the world of him and Mm -hmm. responded to him in a way that built him up and made him feel respected, um, loved, and heard. And just like limiting beliefs can be carried with us through the years, those launching beliefs, as he calls them, can be carried with us through the years as well. Right. Yeah, what, what I found so beautiful about the story with his grandparents in this chapter is because they believed he was absolutely amazing, that came across in their behavior and the way that they treated him. And because of that, he believed that as well. Um, just by the words that they spoke to him, just by, of course, the attitude they carried when they interacted with him. And that's how impactful... You know, we can be to other people and how we can uh, launch, have these launching beliefs, again, like you stated, that only do it for us, but do it for other people as well. So I think that's a very beautiful thing about this, about this chapter, especially after reading such, such a convicting, convicting one as we did yesterday uh, with the, with the limiting beliefs. Um, I like that he touches on here, these launching beliefs in this chapter. Right. Yeah. And, and not only are these things that can be you know, that can, that we can have in our own lives, but we can be that for someone else. Right. And he makes a, you know, a point of, of that, you know, we can be the, the thing that someone remembers years later because we were so attentive and involved and engaged Mm -hmm. in someone else's life that they then had this, such a positive reaction to that they carry it with them and they believe in themselves more because of our actions. Right. Exactly. And uh, and that's what he's getting at. That's what's powerful about this. And that's when he gets into, you know, kind of the next section of this chapter talking about things that you would want to change um, in your life and and kind of move around. And he says, give it a quarter twist, kind mm-hmm. of just rearranging again, talking about things that you do that that don't seem very significant, but can make a significant difference down the line. And with that being one of the biggest things is just staying engaged, right? You know, kind of cranking up the engagement level to friends, family, faith, as he says. Right. And, 
that engagement will then even breathe into other people launching beliefs that they might not have had before. Right. Yeah. And a lot of this, and I love how he says, give it a quarter twist um, because he uses in this chapter uh, an illustration of people who uh, go down to wine cellars and stuff like that. And of course you have all these bottles down there and they, what they do is they give those a quarter of a twist so that it moves the wine in there. So it doesn't just stick to the bottle or anything like that, which if you think about that movement, it's not a lot of movement. It's not a lot of change. And that's exactly what some of us need to do in order to get on the right track to our ambitions and our dreams is we sometimes don't have to make as, as such dramatic changes as we need to make. And in fact, there are certain things that we need to hold on to. And as you mentioned, he mentions in the chapter that three things, you know, we need to hold on to is faith, family, and friends. Those things we need to cling on to and engage with. Other things that we no longer need to engage with um, in order to launch us forward, we have to just make a small change. Sometimes those changes are not as big or as difficult as we would believe them to be. Right. Yeah. And you know, just making those small adjustments can go a long way, as he's talking about, and and oftentimes can play out in ways that we maybe not even fully expect. But, you know, it takes, again, intentionality with figuring this out, too. Yes. You know, you have to figure out what, what is with what is going on in my life that maybe needs a little twist? Mm-hmm. You know, what is going on in my life that needs a little shaking up, mm-hmm. right? What's getting too stale that needs right. to be you know, kind of jolted back to life. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's talking about here in this chapter. So um, if you're ready, let's go ahead and pull out the book and take a look at some of our favorite quotes from this chapter. Um, Do you want to start, Chris? Yeah, so um, I I love how, and and we we hadn't touched on this yet, you know, launching beliefs, we hear that um, and we think of such positive and high things. He said that that launching can happen not not only when we're feeling good and when we're on these highs of life, so to speak, but launching can happen when we're feeling low as well. Talks about a story of him and his grandma when he was sick, um, his grandparents, um, when they would give him a slice of toast and stuff like that. Um, and he says that launching beliefs have this kind of shelf life that when you when you are affected by uh, someone else in this launching forward kind of way uh, it's i mean it can last a lifetime right. and that's the beautiful thing about us being able to do this for other people is is you don't know uh, by the way that you treat them and take genuine interest in other people you don't know what in what kind of ways you may be launching them forward and honestly the things that they remember and do and honestly i think the most important times in which that will show up and how powerful these launching beliefs are is when we are at our lowest is that they have a shelf life that's really going to last a, a lifetime. So it really has, uh, and you really have, we have really have an opportunity to build other people up right. um, and to use our launching beliefs, um, not only when we're feeling good, but also when we're not feeling as good. Right. Either. Yeah. And doing this for other people, having, giving, you know, working with other people and, and, and hopefully giving other people launching beliefs of their own help them down the line when they're working on their you know, big ambitions or goals. And that helps you kind of push through when things get tough even, you know, and he says, you know, our our goals shouldn't, you know, if, if it's a big, if it's something big and worthy to, to go after, mm-hmm. it's going to be something that's not immediate. And it's going to be something that you're going to have to make a little progress on one day at a time, little by little. Mm-hmm. You know, he says you have to live a little 
actually a lot before your ambitions take shape and become fully formed in your heart. So it's going to take some time to get there. And that's the point. And it's all about making those little changes, those little quarter twists when they're needed as you move along. Right. Um, uh, I think mm-hmm. I think he asked a very important question in this chapter. He says just below where you just read, in order to get to the life that you want, we are going to have to live a little, as you said, or a lot. But you need to crack the code to this question here. Uh, and I think you, he does ask a lot of questions in this book. I think this is one that we need to remember. And it's what do I do with the life I currently have and what will I need to change? So evaluate your life. What are you doing with it? What you what you have right now in the place that you are? And what do you need uh, to change? He says that there are some beautiful things you need to hold on to, even if life is a little tough right now. Uh, you're, and then that's when we talked about your faith and your family and your right. friends being some of those. So there are some things right. we do need to hold on to, but what are the things that we need to right. change? And he says some important things to look at when asking that question is maybe doing a quick audit of your friends list, your friends group. You know, or even looking at your health, taking a look at your health and, um, you know, those type of things, you know. And, you know, he says he has this paragraph here talking about your friends and your health and how, you know, it's important to keep that, you know, keep those solid and keep those together. Make sure that make sure that you are continually um, kind of um, checking in with those things, you know what I mean? Making sure you stay on top of it. And here's what I really liked from this chapter is that these are the things talking about, you know, uh, managing your friends and managing your health. These are things that people who get things done, get done, right? You know, those are important things that people who, again, are successful. Like I said, I don't want to use the term successful in a way that, you know I mean? Because success is different for everyone, but Mm -hmm. the most successful people in life, they have a handle on their health and they have a handle on their friends, right, and who they spend their time yeah, around. And, and Bob, Bob Goff is not the only one saying this. You read a lot of different people. We reviewed that even in the Seven Habits book, which people can lis- listen back to as well uh, for our first book in this podcast. And uh, that that's not in my personal reading out of all the books uh, I've read. I, I've seen that time and time again. Um, so that's something that successful people do do have right, as you mentioned. I think another thing that successful people have right is they know what kind of changes to make. And he says that most of us are only a quarter twist away from getting it right. And it seems like a small increment, but it's probably all that you need. And so for a lot of us, it's just taking about, it's, it's just about taking a small step. And so we just need to be able to to do that. And so then he asks the question, you know, what what's your quarter twist move? That's something that we have to take right. time to Yeah, and that's out. a good thing. You know, sometimes we think that our, our goals and ambitions and stuff are so far away. Right. And usually, you know, it is a long time to get to, you know, ones that are really worthy of our attention and effort. But sometimes, like you said here, they're not as far away as we think that they are. And it just takes a little bit of little bit of shaking up, a little bit of stirring the pot to um, you know, get really get those moving and get there and get there quicker. Right. Yeah, that's one reason one reason I love uh Bob is because before writing any of his books He's he's lived a lot of a lot of life. I mean, he's been a lot of different things as he kind of speaks to in this chapter. He says that I used to spend my time doing things that worked and now I'm trying to do things that last. I love that. He he says that he's he's been um he's had paper routes, he's painted houses, he's worked as a lawyer, a speaker, he started an airline, you know, all these different things and you look at that 
and you say, wow, he's such an exceptional and successful guy. Um, But he says, that doesn't make me exceptional. It actually just makes me really engaged. And so he says that you were meant to be too, as encouraging as he often is. He says, forget the flashy stuff. Be engaged with your faith, your family, your friends. Um, Plenty, he says, can happen when you pay a little more attention to what you're engaged in. And right. so let's let's stay engaged. If you're trying to answer that question, what's your quarter twist move? Continue to stay engaged. Don't worry about the flashy stuff. Be real before before you be anything else. Um, keep that at the center. Right. I yeah. Think I we'll think that's be successful. I think that's true. You know, and you staying engaged like that in in everything, you're gonna end up. I think you're just gonna end up doing more in life. You know what I mean? You're gonna if we stay engaged, we're gonna end our lives, and we're gonna be like, wow, look at all the things that we ended up having our hands in. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's just for a season, right? We were you know involved in this and that, and and uh, you know all these things. You know, and we didn't just coast through life. I think that's I think that's how you know sometimes if if we're not careful, we can coast through life, and then we'll. By the time we get to the end of it, we'll turn around and we'll say, you know, I really didn't do much. Right. You know, because, or I just was just at that same job for 50 years, you know. And not that that's a bad thing if that's, I think, if that's what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. But staying engaged helps you stay aware of what it is that you want to do and and gives you the energy and ability to make those pivots when you need to. Right. Yeah. And I think the reason why staying at a, whether you stay at a job for 50 years or you have your hands a little bit in everything, um, as long as you stay engaged is in the important part. I, I think that's why um, I know I'm moving closer to the end. I don't want to skip ahead to anything if you have anything. But that's why I think he says here kind of towards the end that what we do isn't who we are. He, he reminds us of that and that um, he says to identify with your family, your friends and Jesus. If you load up your job with a sense of purpose, you are in some dangerous territory. And so that's that's why, you know, no matter no matter what engagement looks like in your life, mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't matter what you do as long as you stay engaged. And I think we'll be surprised at what we accomplish as we stay engaged and what right. journey God leads us on as we stay engaged. I think we'll, that we'll be surprised right. all that comes up. And when we do look back, as you said, we'll look back and be right. uh, quite proud of everything right. that we've accomplished. Right. It's true. And, you know, he also mentions this, which I find, you know, I find kind of funny because of his generation, the generation that he's in. Um, but he says, quit playing by the old rules, you know, especially because of today's society, we have this freedom, this ability to change directions, change course correct so much. Right. We have such a, a great freedom to be able to do that. When he said, uh, you know, his parents um, or, his, or his, his parents' generation, they grew up thinking you had one job until you retired and their parents did that too. Mm-hmm. And even people in Bob Goff's generation are doing that as well. You know what I mean? So he's kind of the first generation of people who could really pivot um, in a huge way during the course of their life and career. Um, and it's available to us too. So, you know, just like quit playing by the old rules, you know, I just like that because we're not trapped in a box of, of picking this one thing for the rest of our lives and sticking to that. Um, it may feel like it at times. And even if it's something, like I said, if it's something that you're really, you really enjoy and you're engaged in fully, you can stick with it. You know what I mean? Like there's no reason to sweat, to switch things up just because, you know, just because you feel like you have to, Yeah. you know what I mean? Cause then that's, that's again just um, playing by someone else's rules as well. You know what I mean? Like, right. but uh, but I just like how he says, "Quit playing by the old rules." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, you know, just because that's how it's always been doesn't mean that 
doesn't necessarily mean that that's how it needs to be yeah. um, for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, you know, there's, and in this chapter, and it's reflected in others as well, there's such there's such freedom in our lives when we follow this, this principle. A lot of people would probably look at some of these things that Bob is writing and think, wow, you know, he's really kind of shaking things up. But um as I've been reading this book, really, that's that's what I've been seeing is is liberation after liberation after liberation. Um, that you know, and I love how he encourages here, um, as, as you said, that you know, this is what our parents and our grandparents ended up doing, but this is a new a new day, you know, in a lot of in a lot of circles where you hear a lot of complaints about about younger people, you know, um, being a younger person that can, that can hurt sometimes, you know, hearing, hearing kind of how, uh, some, some of our, some of our youth and, and people in their, in their twenties and maybe early thirties are kind of shaking things up, um, quite a bit, but I love how he, he encourages that. And then, and then reminds us of, of where our identity is, is found. So there's a lot of freedom there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good chapter. Um, you know, I think, you know, I think a lot of these things are, are, are very similar in nature, the things that he talks about, the different ideas that he bounces around on throughout these chapters. But I think they're closely related and they're very intentionally said because they're so they're such important points that need to be hit home more than once. Even. Right. And so um, and so, yeah, this is just another, you know, another reminder that that, you know, we're not trapped inside this kind of artificial box that we've created for ourselves. You know, and uh, we have the ability to first off make a change. We have mm-hmm. the ability to make a change. Second off, um, uh, we we should. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? In order to move things down the road, we got to keep things fresh, and uh, we can't get stuck um, in old habits and old routines when there needs to be something new and fresh brought to the table. Right. Yeah. I can. I can. I read the last sentence of yeah. the chapter. He always has great such last sentences. I feel like we always end this this way he he says that you can't change what happened yesterday or 5 minutes ago but tomorrow is all yours it's up to you how to decide what happens next always a great last liner for for his chapters and also super encouraging at the same time so yep that's chapter 20 chapter 20 tomorrow is chapter 21 be a quitter that's tomorrow's chapter but if you enjoyed this chapter and you have any thoughts that you'd like to add to this chapter that we just read and we just talked about Feel free to reach out to us at Read to Know Pod at, uh, on any social platform and Read to Know Pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can email us there as well. We would appreciate you, you jumping in and giving us your thoughts on this chapter. Yeah, we sure would. And also, you can uh, leave a review as well on Apple Podcasts and a rating. I have seen that we, have, we do have a couple more ratings. We went from one, which was mine to like eight. So we, (laughs) we appreciate those ratings, which honestly, that, that could be mine and then your parents and then my parents and a couple other people we know, who knows, but (laughs) we appreciate you listening. And, uh, you could also leave us a review. And if you copy and paste or screenshot, shoot that to us at that email you just mentioned, then we'll, we'll share that on the show, uh, whether it's good or bad. So we appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. Thanks again for listening. We appreciate it. And, uh, we'll see you tomorrow for chapter 21.